Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. It's such a blessing to be here. How many of you, if, you're, um, if you phone your pastor, how many that's sitting here, if you phone your pastor, he answers his phone? You're a blessed man. <laughs> He's such a blessing. I'm so grateful. Um, I want to ex- extend my appreciation and my wife's appreciation to be here for the invitation. Pastor, Bishop, Pope, Eric, and Heather. All are such a blessing to be here. You know, his podcast has really been blessing. I mean, I said it last time, but it's such a blessing to be on the road the whole time and just listen to life. There's a lot of preachers out there, but very few that preaches life. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's a blessing to listen to that and experience how God sets us free. You, we think we are set free, and then God comes and sets you free again. And it's a process and a journey where He comes and he, he loosens us. And I'm trusting God that through this prophetic conference, even though you've been sitting under a word or a doctrine that sets you free, that even through this prophetic conference, that God still comes and removes layer by layer by layer of things that, that keeps you down, hold you down. So we become free. I want to, um, it's, I'm excited to be part of the first session, and in the first session I want to come and rekindle or reawaken something in this place so that you can be open or have an open heart to receive what God wants to do over the next two or three days. Um, if your neighbor is not taking their portion, then you're welcome to take theirs as well. But there's enough for every person in this place to experience an awakening in your own life. But you need a desire. The moment in our lives when we lose our hunger, when we lose the desire or the hunger that we have for God, we become irrelevant. It's important to desire God, to desire, have a hunger for Him, and not get to a place in your life where you think, well, I'm okay and everything is there. And one of the challenges in America at this moment is that you have so many alternatives. There's so many other options. When it comes to health, you've got a wide range of options. If you go to a doctor, then there's another doctor, then there's a specialist that can help you. And eventually, when you get to a place in your life when they say, the doctor says, listen, there's nothing that we can do for you, you're about to die, then people cry out to God. It's the last resource. Financially, you've got so many different banking institutions you know, that will help you and they'll open. I just opened an account here. I'm not even an American citizen. And they phoned me and said, listen, we, we, we're ready to give you a loan if you need money. <laughs> so they're so, so open to help and to give. But when you go through financial trouble, you know, God is the last resource. When you get to a place when there's really no hope, then we cry out to God. And I want to say to you as a church and as a, as a kingdom citizen, someone that's part of God's kingdom, that let's put God first or prioritize and put Him right at the top again and say, God, we're trusting you now for something big, for a breakthrough now. I was in Singapore a couple of years ago on New Year. I'll never forget it. I was praying for a word for my family, a prophetic word and waiting for a word from God. And over New Year, as as I'm waiting for a word, the Lord speaks to me and says to me, Andre, if you pray and ask me for something, and I don't give it to you. Why don't you think I don't give it to you? So I thought a couple of minutes about it, and I said, Lord, the answer is because I'm not ready for it yet. 
and the day when I'm ready to handle it, then I'll receive it. And God said to me, do you think you'll get your place in your life ever when, you th when you're ready? And I realized, no. In our minds, we will always be at a place where we think we need to, we're not there yet. And God said to me, Andre, I want you to start to trust me again for now, for this moment. When you pray and when you ask me, expect, have expectancy for now, right now, this moment. And often in our lives, we can pray for something or we, we desire something and then we think God, God will do it next year or two years from now, three years from now. And then you start this journey where suddenly 30 years of your life is over and you haven't stepped into the promises of God. One thing that I spiritually sense that God is releasing at this conference is to possess, for us to possess our possessions. There's a lot of people and God has given you a breakthrough but you haven't stepped into it. It's there but you're not enjoying the land. You're, not, you know, you're still in the phase where you you're overwhelmed at what, what God is doing, but you're not stepping into it and enjoying the fruit of what God is doing. I pray that God gives us a revelation through what has really happened on the cross. Really happened. You know, we, we've got a revelation of a, a, a part of a revelation, but what did He really restore on the cross? And I believe that everything, everything that the enemy stole through the tree Jesus came to restore through the tree of the cross. Yeah. He restored it. He's not going to, it's not, it's now and it's already happened and it's here. We have access to it. But we need to grab and hold on to it and trust God for now. I got to a place where I realized that the Bible doesn't make sense. It makes faith. We have to trust God now and have faith and say, Lord, I'm trusting you for it now. I'm praying for testimonies to come back and things to happen over the next two or three days where people have trusted God for breakthroughs for years. Where over the next three days, there will be a breakthrough and testimonies will come back of what God has done. No more delay. We're praying for now, for this moment, this conference, today, this day, not next month. There's so many exciting things that's happening, but this moment is important right now, this place. I choose to believe that I'm at the right place at the right moment. Exactly where God wants me to be. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do over the next two, three days. So I want to create an expectancy inside your spirit to say, God, now, this moment. Don't let the past or things that you went through keep you from what God has. Someone said to me recently, he said, Andre, I've been disappointed. I've trusted God for certain breakthroughs and it didn't happen. And how can I trust Him again? And I said to this person, that, you know, we cannot spend time uh, on that place of doubt. We have to get up and go on again and say, Lord, we're trusting you again. We're going to hold on to your promises until it comes into fulfillment. It'll happen. I don't know how, but it'll happen. I just uh, arrived in New York a couple of days and I went to <coughs> a city called Syracuse and a year ago I was in that city and uh, I ministered to a couple there and uh, got on the plane and flew back to South Africa and I phoned the pastor from South Africa and I asked him, you know, how, how did it go? And the pastor said to me, well, I've got good and bad news. The good news is you prophesied to a couple about their son that's living, uh, that stays in uh, Orlando, 
Um, and uh, when they left the meeting, they got that phone call that you spoke about and the word came into fulfillment six minutes after the meeting. That's the good news. The bad news is you prophesied to a lady and you told her that she needed to go for, for an operation and God will be with her through that operation. Well, she went for the operation and during that she fell into a coma. And we, we're on our way to the hospital right now and I have to deal with the family um, because of what is happening um, here at this moment. So I said to the pastor over the phone, why do you say it's bad news? Didn't God give you a word that everything will be okay? That everything will work out? So you, they went uh, to the hospital and um, he prayed with the family and he took the prophetic word, the word. It's not about my word, it's about the word. He took the prophetic word and they played it next to her in, us, in, in the room. Now, she signed a letter where she says that if she goes into a coma, then that she doesn't want to be, is it called, what, resonated again? So she doesn't want them. So, so they asked the doctor, and the doctor said, well, there's nothing we can do. We're going to have to put off the machines. So... They prayed, they played the word, and then they started slowly to remove the tubes. They removed the tube that gave her food, and they continued to take everything off. And when they took the oxygen off her, she woke up. She woke up, and um, over a period of a week, she walked out of that hospital, completely ill. She showed up three days ago at the conference. She walked in, she came and gave the testimony herself. She spoke of it. A word, a word that was spoken. If the pastor or the people around her would have responded in, a, in the wrong way, it could have ended differently. But they decided to hold on to that word. Someone else decided to hold on to a word on behalf of someone else. It's powerful. I pray that God would put people around you in your life that will hold on to God's promises on your behalf. That when you can't pray, that when you go through a, ch a challenge in your own life, that will hold on to that promise and say, God, we pray for that person. We pray for that person. Over the next two or three days, and even this morning, for you to be here and be in this place, you are a contact point for your family. You're a place, you're a contact point where if God touches you, He can touch your entire family. He can touch everyone. Whether your children are serving God or not, whether you have family that knows God or not, you're a contact point where God's love, mercy, and favor can flow through. Amen. He's taking everyone's blessings. <laughs> He's holding on to it. Um, God is a God of times, seasons, and cycles. And uh, we often live in our time and not in our season. And we have, we have seasons and then we have off-seasons. And I want to make a statement today, and it's part of where we're going through tonight, is that you can only reproduce in your season what you've birthed in your off-season what God prepared you for, what you birthed, what you what went through in your preparation time is the only thing that you can reproduce. When you are in your season, 
You don't need faith. When the doors open and God gives you favor and it happens, you just walk into it. But in the off-season, those are the times where you have to really live by faith, where you have to take steps of faith, where you really have to go when it's there. You know, when there was a time in my life, and I use this, use this as an explanation, there was a time in my life where I, where I bought flights for a thousand rand, which is hundred dollars. And that hundred dollar flight to me was a, was, was a major thing. I had to pray about it, and I had to speak in tongues about it, and I fasted, and I took communion over that. Okay? It was a major thing. But I grew in that, and today, and from there, my flights or that I bought went from $100 to 1000 So then, $100 became nothing. I don't have to pray for that anymore. I don't need faith for that because it's there. I can just buy the flight and go at the last minute. But $1,000 got to a place where I had to pray, and I had to take a step of faith, and it was something else. And so on, it is growing and growing and growing. Okay? So do you understand when I speak about the seasons, when, it's, when you're in your season at that thing, you don't need faith because it's been, it's been birthed. It's there. You're reproducing it. It's easy to walk on in that area of your life in that. But in your off season, God is preparing you for something. Now, in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, it says, to be, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Okay? Until times reach their fulfillment. So when a season, when something reaches its fulfillment, it means it's in season. It is the time, it is the moment for that. Now there's different times and seasons and cycles that is happening. You know, it's raining outside and we have different ideas in South Africa when it rains. The first rain that comes, doesn't matter who you are, if you're a pastor, a farmer, you go out and you stand outside in the rain. You know, we just went through a terrible drought. So water to us means life. It means life. It is so, so this morning, because we just went through a drought, while I'm sitting here and I, and I hear the rain, I hear life. On the inside, I get excited because to me, it means a season is changing. It means everything, is, everything will produce now. There's something that's about to happen. But you can sit in that same season and you can miss it. Because you got so used to, to certain things. You know, the, the meaning, it doesn't have, valuable, have value to you anymore. And I want to come today and I want to awaken something in you. We know, and I want to read the scripture to you. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, he says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, <coughs> but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to taste and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So our minds need to be transformed. Now, there's a word that um, has been used by a lot of different religions, and in those religions, they call it consciousness. In, in Christianity, we'll use the word awareness today. It's a better word for us to understand. But in our mind, we have three different states. We have one state where we are unaware that we are unaware. Then we have a second state where we become aware that we are unaware. 
And this is what's happening now. As I speak to you, your mind is being renewed. Because it was unaware, it's unaware, but now as I speak to you suddenly, faith comes by hearing, you realize, okay, wow, okay, I'm now I'm focusing on it. But then the last place is you are aware that you are aware. Now spiritually, there's time, seasons, and cycles. There's things that is happening. And in this room right now, we might physically, outside in circumstances, we might go from, let's say for instance, from uh, winter into summer. But spiritually, the seasons are different, and we can move right now from summer into winter, from a, a different season. Get me? So we have to be open and aware to pick up what God is doing right now in the Spirit. Now, over the next two or three days, there's some things that's about to happen in the Spirit. There's some changes that's coming. And I want to, I'm sharing this with you because I want to make you aware. I want you to, to understand. I just got here from South Africa, and um, in South Africa, we drive on the other side of the road. Um, but I've been here a couple of times, and when I got here and I got into a vehicle, uh, suddenly I had to focus or think or I had to become aware. I had to focus to drive on the, wrong, the wrong, right, right side of the road. <laughs> and uh, um, I suddenly, as I've been driving, I became aware of the joy of driving. So suddenly I heard, you know, the engine of the car and the, the entire experience of driving. It was so much fun. Now, I've been driving for 10 years and over 10 years I lost the joy of driving because I became unaware that I'm unaware. I get into the car and I just drive and by default I'm shifting gears and I'm doing these things and I can drive up and down. And in our spiritual lives, whether you are in business whether you are in ministry, you can, get in, you can go into default. Where you just do everything, say the right things, jump through the right hoops, but you don't experience the joy of life anymore. The joy of your salvation. The joy of what, of what really happened. There was a time, and it's amazing, when we, get, when we give our lives to Christ, then we have this moment where we become aware. We had, there was a price that was paid for us and someone made us aware of this sacrifice. And we realized that, wow, someone paid a price for me. And then I was overwhelmed at that moment with the grace and the favor and this joy of this price that was paid. It was there all along, but someone made me aware of it. And then I started to realize that, wow, this price has been paid for me. And that's the same thing that I want to make you aware of right now over the next two or three days. Because there's things that will be said, and I want you to be open and aware of it. And say, God, I'm ready for it, and I'm, my spirit is aware of what you're about to do. We have something that we speak about a lot, and a lot of people say, but they don't understand what it truly means. We have something that is happening right now on earth, and we call it supernatural wealth transfer. Okay. Now, for supernatural wealth transfer, we need to be aware. We have to be open to see what God wants to do and how does He want to do it. For a long time, the wicked governed the earth. And there's a time that is coming, and it's now, where God is starting to put the righteous 
in office and play, putting the righteous in control all over the world as a change that is coming. For that to happen or to take place, there's a wealth transfer that needs to take place. God needs to transfer wealth. And in that, we have something that is called apostolic or prophetic insight in the marketplace where suddenly something is released and this is it. God is making His people aware. Through a prophetic word, through someone that's preaching or saying something, they're becoming aware of something that God wants to do. In South Africa, a while ago, in a church called um, in Port Elizabeth, there's a church and the pastor stood up one Sunday pastor and he's teaching and preaching and suddenly he prophesies and he says, don't know what this is, but God is showing me right now that if you stay in this city, I want to release this, that you need to buy property in Port Elizabeth. And he said it, and he continued with his sermon. Now, two days later, on CNN, on the news, they had an interview with, uh, with someone in America that was in property. And they spoke at the interview with this guy, and they asked him, about property and about stability in property and, and where uh, and they said to me, where would you, you buy property? And the guy named a couple of places, but he said the, one of the places that I would buy property right now is in the nation of South Africa and a city called Port Elizabeth. And this is an American guy, not, a, not someone who says in South Africa. And as he said it, over two days, the property prices doubled in that city. The unfortunate thing is that the majority of people that bought property were not believers, were not Christians. It was released in church, in a church of a thousand people, and in that meeting, in a thousand people, only three people responded and they bought property. And they took part in the blessing that God showed them or prepared them for. And this is happening all over the world where God is preparing His people for moments, for seasons, for a shift that's taking place. And God is saying, I'm about to do this. And it's released in church, way beyond it. He's preparing us in advance, revealing it to His people. But we have to learn to respond. We have to learn to say, yes, God, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. I want to say to you that I sense that in the next couple of days, Next two or three days, next two or three days, God is going to ask you to do something. There'll be a moment where God will speak to you about something personal in your own life, and I want to ask you to respond. Don't respond to, what, respond to what the Spirit is saying. Whatever God is saying, what He's speaking to you about. Many times there is there's something in our lives that God uses to activate or to set something into motion where he speaks to us about it. And it's, we, we're all different. You know, we, we, all are, we are all on a different journey where God speaks to us about different things. And I want you to respond to what God speaks to you about. Now, as I spoke to you now, you became aware. Now that you are aware, God's speaking to you. And over the next couple of days, you'll see it and you'll experience things that God will do. And I want to ask you to take faith and respond and do it. Say, yes, God, I'll, I'll do it. Every God, whatever God speaks to you about, to respond into it. Because as you respond, you will set something in motion.
God is the God of times, cycles, and seasons. This prophetic conference that we have over the next three days is a season. It's a cycle. It is something that is done annually or yearly or monthly. It's a cycle. It's a season. Now, there's been two or three, but now it is coming up again. And you don't have to wait for the next season, for the next, next cycle. There'll be something that'll happen now. The date has been set. It started. And it is open right now. And I want to make you aware of these things in your life, these moments where things will happen. Now, it is amazing the testimony and, that we've heard. And it's, and it's not about who gave the prophecy. I want you to focus on the faith of the person who responded to that prophecy. Because the prophecy was not even given to him at that moment. It's amazing. It's faith. And this is what is happening through the next two, three days. I want to prepare your heart because I, own, I have the ability to prophesy or minister to 10 people. But the Holy Spirit has the ability to minister to everyone at the same moment. Everyone. And there will be prophecies that will go out over the next couple of days where, where a prophecy would go out to a person, but in your spirit it'll seem to you that this, this prophecy is speaking to you. And it's because it is. <laughs> it's because the Holy Spirit has the ability to minister to different people at the same time. But I want you to grab onto that prophecy, hold onto it, and accept it. You know, many times, <laughs> some, <laughs> some of my friends get prophecies, and I... I get the recording and I edit out their name and I put my name in there. <laughs> and the reason is not because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking their prophecy. It's because as it was prophesied, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And I know that that prophetic word is relevant for me at this moment and this time. Now, I want to make it clear that we do not live by prophecy. We don't live by prophecy. We have a mediator, and it's called the Holy Spirit. We're led by the Spirit. So, yes, the prophetic word is there, and it's relevant, but it's still in part. I thank God for prophets and for prophecies. Yes, and it's relevant, and we need it. But we just, we don't live by that. It's not, you know, and often we have a challenge where someone gets a prophecy, and then they try to make it happen. They try to bring it into fulfillment. In faith, I accept it, and I hold on to it, and I thank God for it, and I put my faith in God, not in the prophecy, in God, not in the person who gave the prophecy, in God. My faith is in God. He's the source. God is our source, Him. No, we don't hold on to the other things. God will bring it to fulfillment. He needs to do something about it, but it needs to be released. I'm going to speak about it uh, tonight in more depth in, in that and what the purpose is of the prophetic word and how this lady, you know, the word had to go out. And she needed, when she went through that operation, she needed a word to hold on to. And a word needed to be spoken. And over the next couple of days, there is words that will be spoken. And it's there for you to hold on to those words so God can do something with it and take you into the next season. Amen. 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 You ready? Amen. Are you going to be at every session? Yes. Yeah. I will. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Pastor is faithful, always faithful. 
Now, often during these conferences, you know, it's a build-up. And uh, <laughs> the, the last night is, is always, you know, the build-up of everything. But I'm trusting God that, that it'll, it'll happen on the first night. <laughs> but uh, we encourage you to try to be at every session. I want you to close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we want to pray for this prophetic conference, Lord. Father, I pray for every speaker that will be speaking throughout the next couple of days, Lord, that you, Lord, they will be your mouthpiece and they will say only what you want them to say. God, I pray that you would take away all our thoughts, all our, all our ideas, Lord, and you would, you would speak your word for this season, Father. We pray for your will and your plan in Jesus' name. God, I pray for acceleration and where there's been delays, Lord, that over the next couple of days that things will come into fulfillment. I pray for testimonies that will come back of what you have done, what you have done. We thank you for that. We glorify, we give you all the glory for testimonies, testimonies, testimonies. We call them in. They'll come back of what you've done, how suddenly something happened. Suddenly it came into place in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As a family, we celebrate when God blesses our brothers or sisters. And whether you want it or not, you're my brother and you're my sister. We're one family. We're part of one kingdom. When God blesses you, He blesses me. And we have to learn to get excited about what God is doing for other people. My season will come. My moment will come. And only in South Africa... Um, we have a strange thing in South Africa. In South Africa, we don't have a middle class at all. In South Africa, you're either poor or rich. That's it. There's no middle class. So, so you would drive and a Ferrari would come past you. Now, normally, um, I would drive and, and the Ferrari would, would come past me and I would look at that person and I would judge them and speak negatively about them and say that they corrupt and they stole something and how we speak. But I've learned about times and seasons. And when they drive past me now, I bless them because it's their season. It is their moment. My time will come. And when my time comes and I drive a Ferrari, then I don't want people to curse me. I don't want them to think that I did, I, I did you know, something corrupt to get there. I want them to think good things about me when that happens. Yeah. So we have to learn to get excited when God does things for other people. There's people right now here, and it's your season. It is your moment. And in your season, there's favor. Everything just starts to happen right now in your life. And we are excited with you. You know, I often say to people, don't curse or become negative or judge people's harvests if you haven't seen their seed. Because there's moments where people in secret... They sow seeds and they do things that no one knows about. But then there's a, there's a harvest or a breakthrough that comes and everyone wants to judge that. Why, why is it happening? You don't know what happened in secret. You don't know what they went through. You don't know about the last six years of their lives. You don't know about their journey. It looks like everything is just happening for them, but it's a journey. They've been, they've been through a couple of things. If you sit with this couple, if you sit with... Pastor Eric, he'll tell you some stories. He'll tell you about his journey, about things that happened, about, you know, you might look at, we might look at him on a photo and I think, well, he's got all, it all together. It all just, you know, the glory ball just hit him. 
It's not true. There's a couple of things that happened. You know, <laughs> a friend of mine said to me, he said, Andre, you know, the problem with us is we make it look too easy. <laughs> he says, it looks easy, but people don't know about the journey. They don't know about what happened and things that you went through. They don't know about that. They just know about the good part. But I'm here to celebrate you. And I'm trusting over the next couple of days, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make an effort of it to pray to God for you. I'm going to set time aside to pray and pray for you and intercede for you, for your breakthrough, for your season, for what God needs to do right now in your life. Because when, when you get your breakthrough, I'm excited about that. As a family, we celebrate it. We are family. There's a major shift that's taking place in my life that God is doing with my mind at this moment. And when, it's, when it started, many things started to change. I had to start to realize that when we are in God's kingdom, part of God's kingdom, it is different. This morning, right here, we are not 50, 100, or 200 people sitting here. Right now, at this moment, the church is gathered all over the world in millions. In millions. And we're part of that church. And we have the same spirit. And the word that's being released in the next two, three days here is the same word, the same moment that can be released in Germany, in Switzerland, in South Africa. Same moment, same time, same place. But we're part of a family. We're part of a kingdom. Yes, there's many bad things that's happening all over the world. But there's many good things that God's doing. There's an outpour of God's spirit right now. Right now. There's a revival that's happening right now all over the world. All over the world. If you don't believe in that, <laughs> I got back home and I went to a small town in, in a city in South Africa and this pastor sat with me and he said, no, why, why don't we see miracles anymore? Why don't we see people filled with the Holy Spirit? Why don't we see these things? And I said to this pastor, well, you need to get out more. <laughs> because it may, it's maybe not happening in your city, on your church, but it's happening. It's happening. People are, <laughs> there's <laughs> a supernatural move of God. I just came back from Czech Republic, and God did amazing things there. Amazing things there, powerful things. You know, I preached to a group of people who have never heard of Christ. Never. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's an eight-hour flight from South Africa. Flew eight hours and got to a group of people who never heard the message, never heard the gospel. Never. And I looked at these people, and this is where this message comes from this morning. Because I looked at this group of people, and I shared the gospel with them, and I saw life that came to them. The same life that came to me when at the age of 16 I gave my life to God. But somehow I became unaware of it. And I looked at this life upon them and how it transformed them. And I thought, you know, this is, a, this is part of my life as well. Somehow I've, I've lost the joy of my salvation. I don't realize what happened with me. I don't realize what's upon me. I don't realize what's in me. And over the next couple of days, we want to awaken that. We want to call that back and say, God, thank you for our salvation. And if you would give Christ, <laughs> how much more would you give all the other things? All the other things. It's important to you as well. Okay. Amen. Bless you. What's your name, ma'am? What's your name? Could you stand, please? 
Speak loud. Thank you, God, for the rain. I don't hope that you have a problem with rain. It's good. I'm going to take bottles of that back to South Africa. <laughs> What's your name again? Jeannie. Jeannie. Are you married? I am. Where's your husband? At work. At work on a Sunday? Okay. Will you bring him tonight? Monday night? I will be here. Tuesday? Will you bring him? Just bring him, please. I will try. Bring him. He's actually working until 8.45. 8.45. But bring him one of the evenings, please. God wants to touch your husband's life. There's a complete transfer. That's a change that's happening around him. He's been working so hard. and He's been putting so much time in, but he hasn't seen the harvest that he should get. And we're praying. And that's why I'm saying to you this morning that just by being here, you're a contact point for your family. And as you're standing here today, God's going to touch your husband. He's going to change his life, and God's going to open doors. There's a promotion that is coming to him. God has heard every prayer that you prayed for your husband. You pray and pray and pray for your husband. You ask him, and, and don't give up on that, because God is hearing your prayers. It's about to take place. It's about to happen. It's coming into emotion. It's coming into effect, the things that you ask God for. It's a new job that's coming to him, a new opening, a new position, and he'll have a lot more free time, a lot more. He's going, to be, he's going to be bored because he won't be used to you know, all that free time and how it's going to work, but it'll be a blessing to him. God's calling him into a time of rest to restore himself and especially you as well, both of you, and in, in your relationship, God is just uplifting you. It's just a season of rest for both of you, and God just wants to touch your marriage. I'm not saying anything at all. I'm not saying anything's wrong with your marriage, but God wants to do something, to take it to the next level. So we pray for him for that breakthrough and that opening. Now, he completely, when he looks at himself, when people look at him, they don't see what he's worth. They don't, they don't realize the treasure that he really is. And even when he looks at himself, he's forgotten about the abilities and God's really placed inside his life because people have been stepping upon him, being abused and misused. But we pray for him today for the ability and the talents and qualities that God has placed inside his life. We call that forth and that he will realize who he is. But I want to thank you today. God is thanking you because you haven't given up on him. You've always trusted, you always really always held on. You really believe that the day will come where doors and things will open for your husband and it will. And I want to thank you because of your faith. Because of your faith, God's going to do it. It's opening, it's happening. Now, you pray, but you don't pray as much as you need to. You can really pray. Now, I want to encourage you to pray more because when you pray, Heaven will move. You really, the spirit of an intercessor is upon you. And I see that God's calling you more to pray. You, you're praying, but you, know, you can do so much more in your, in your prayer life. And God, <laughs> sorry, God will use that to open doors. I see where you've been praying for specific instances, but it'll, it'll become greater where God will eventually call you to pray for cities and for nations. God will open that and expand that. In the middle of the night, Lord will, oak, will wake, wake, you, wake you up and it will speak to you about those things. Strong flow of dreams and visions that is coming. But God will speak to you more and more and more and more. Seems up until now that it's been unclear. You know, you're getting all these dreams, that, but you don't know exactly what the meaning is of that. God is bringing clarity to your dreams and visions so that you can understand what it means. Interpretation. There's a, there's a challenge in when I call it a bottleneck when we receive dreams because with the interpretation part. We don't know always how to interpret it, but God's going to show you. He's bringing clarity to that so that you can understand exactly what it means and why He's saying that. Now, not one dream from the book of Genesis 
to revelations was given by Satan. Every dream came from God. Okay? God's going to help you through your dreams to see, and God's speaking to you clearly through your dreams about what needs to be done and about the future. God's preparing you and preparing your heart for that. Okay? Do you have any children? Do you have a daughter? One, two? Okay. I sense spiritually it's daughter that you're praying for. Really, it's, a, it's not a, I don't want to say a problem child, but it's been really difficult. Um, this child has been praying, praying over this child. Now, I want to say to you, do you know what I'm talking about? you know which child? Okay. Now, what I want to say to you is that she has a calling on her life to be used in ministry. It's a calling upon her. And she's got her own strange ways and things, how she's doing it, but it seems that she's rebellious, but it's not, not true. She's got leadership upon her, and God's going to use her in the future in ministry. There will be a change that will come in her life, and God's going to use her. Okay, so I release this word upon you tonight, and that God will find this. Where the Lord will come upon her. Where is she right now? Um, she's probably at home with her husband. Okay. I want to really ask all of you, if you have friends and family, bring them to church. Conferences as often is a great time, a great opportunity to invite people. I want to ask you as well, invite her. If she could be here, I'd really appreciate it. she will have a touch of God when she comes into this place. So please, if she would, invite her. Tell her the prophet said. Okay. Amen. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Are you awake? Okay. Amen. What's your name, sir? Michael, please stand. Where are you from, Michael? I am from uh, Georgia. Okay. Absolutely no idea where that is. <laughs> that. Where's Georgia? Where is Georgia? Where, where is Georgia? Where is that? East Coast. I don't know where the West Coast is. East Coast. Okay. Thank you, God. Now, you did not come here by accident. The time for you to be here is because God brought you here. Not circumstances, not just your good choices. It was led by the Spirit. And God is bringing you here for a season and a time of your life where God wants to restore you. But He wants to work. And He's taking you away from a couple of things away from influence, away from certain relationships to bring you here so they can work with you and you could birth things in your own life spiritually. It's a journey that God is busy with you here. The season and time will come where you'll go back in the future. You'll go back there and there's still some things waiting for you there that's unfinished and God wants to do something with you there. But for this season of your life, God has a plan and a purpose for you to be here. Okay. Are you in a relationship at this moment? Thank God. Okay. <laughs> now, please, 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 please take a couple of months out of your life and dedicate it to God. Set a time, whatever you want to, just set a time, three months, six months, a year, whatever you want to do, but set that time aside and say, God, I'm giving you this six months, this three months. I'm dedicating it to you. I'm not going into a relationship or pursue that. I'm going to pursue you within these months. Because God, this is one of the things why the Lord had to bring you here. There's so many relationships and connections there and you've made some terrible choices. But God is going to put the right person in your life that you need. It's not about that. God is seeking your soul and your spirit. Now, I'm not saying that you not surrender to God. You are on certain areas of your life. But God wants to bring you to a place of total surrenderance. Are you trying to figure everything out? You want to work everything. Everything must make sense. There's some things that God's about to do in your life that will not, will not make sense. 
it'll be a God thing, it'll be a supernatural thing. So God is stretching you on different levels, and over the next couple of months, it'll require faith. God's going to build your faith. You have to learn to trust God, and it's difficult for you because you have this formulas in this way, one plus one must be two, and that's it. Don't give it to me another way. Now, I want to say to you, get used to it, because there'll be some times where one plus one is going to be three. It won't make sense to you. But God is busy with you on this journey, trying to stretch you and add faith to you and help you. You are very committed and a man of integrity. You are a man of integrity. You got into trouble so many times because if you say yes, it is yes. You will not go back on your word. If you told someone or if you're in a friendship, you will stick with them until the end. And you got in some trouble of things that you, you didn't do, but you were part of, you were there because of the friendship, because of the connections, who you are. You'll go to prison for another person. It's just integrity that you have. You'll stand with them till the end. It's who you are. Very committed. You had to grow up very quickly in your life. You had to, to take responsibility in the household because of things that were not there. Uh, regarding parents and that, you had to get up very quickly and you had to take responsibility and you grow up very quickly. And you are a responsible person. But there's also a rebellious side of you. You don't like it when people tell you it cannot be done. They say, don't do it, then you want to do it. You want to go for it, then you have desire to do it. Now, there's strong leadership upon you. And there will come a time in your life where God will use you powerfully in young people's lives. Powerfully. God will use you. I see youth that's around you. And God uses you to lead them and to work with them and to help them to get over things and through things. There's a thing regarding addictions where the enemy tried to get you on an addiction. And you're like a piece of soap, you know, you, you don't get hooked on that. But God's going to use you in this area of addictions to help young people to be set free of addictions. Now, it might not be who you think you are or who people think you are, but there's healing upon your hands. And the time will come where you'll pray for sick people and they will be healed. You'll pray for people, not even, not in church, outside of church, you'll pray for people who are addicted. And they, at that moment, as you pray for them, they will drop that addiction immediately at that moment. The power of God is upon you and God will use you during those times. Okay? But please commit just the time of your life to the Lord right now. Okay? Amen. So ladies, he's not available. Okay. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> is your mother still alive? Yeah. Okay. I was going to touch your mother. Is she here? She's watching, yeah. She's watching. Yeah. I was touching your mother. Touching your mother. There's a very strong connection between you and your mother. Strong thing. And it's been, this whole move, it's the most difficult part for you was your mother. Because you want to be there. You want to take care of her. You want to help. But I want to say to you, God is going to take care of her. God's going to take care of your mother. There's things that, were, that you can't do that's beyond your control, but God will step in in her life and you will be there. Your mother is so proud of you. She's so, so proud of you. Really, she's really, really proud of you and who you are and what you've become. It's really, such, you're such a blessing to her. and You need to know that. Okay. Bless you, mother, wherever you are. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Amen. I don't hope the girlfriend's watching as well. I, I hope the girlfriend's not watching as well. <laughs> not, okay. <laughs> anyway, bless <laughs> you. What's your name, sir? My name's Chris. Chris, please stand. Chris and <laughs> Renee. And Renee, are you married? Yes. Would you stand with him? 
to stand with him, please. You're pulling your sleeves up? What does it mean in Texas when someone pulls their sleeves up? <laughs> We're going to do business. Okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. Okay. I see a breakthrough. I'm going to say something to you, and it might not make sense right now. But I see a breakthrough in the medical field that will happen where God's going to use you for a breakthrough in the medical field. I say medical field, specifically in that area where God's going to use you. It's a breakthrough that's coming in that area, and your name is connected to it. God's going to do something powerfully. Okay. Now, where do you stay right now? Ma'am, where do you stay? Where do you stay? Where do you live? Yes. In McKinney. Okay. And are you ready to move or not? Yes. Okay. You sure? Okay. Because I see you've been praying and praying and praying. You're waiting for God for a move. And it will come. The season and the moment will come for that. But it is not right now. God still wants you to be here. Now you've already packed and you're ready. You've, you're ready to go. You're just waiting for the moment and to go. But I want to say to you, be patient. For a little bit while, there's some things that God still wants to do here. There's relationships that you have here that's not ready to be cut or to be moved away from yet. There's relationships here that God has placed inside your life. And at the right moment, when the time comes, it'll happen and you'll move. So I want to ask you just to unpack for a little while. Okay. Just keep one box open for now. Because the move will come now. The place where you think that you're moving to will not be the place. You're definitely moving, and God is preparing your hearts, but there's a change that's coming in your plans. It's another option, another thing that God has for you. But I want to say to you, it is way better than what you planned. Way better. God is preparing something better for you there. Now, it might seem impossible. It might seem financially, in different levels, might seem that, you know, that that's not going to happen for us. God's going to do a miracle in where you're going and what he wants to do in your life, okay? What do you do at this moment, sir? Uh, financial advisor. Financial advisor, okay. Now, through your life up until now, there's connections and relationships that you've built up up until now. Now, the challenge with you is you trust people too easily. So many people, you've trusted, that said, let's do this and that, and at the end of the day, when the, the office came, you didn't get your reward wasn't given to you and because of that Lord is preparing this medical thing for you and your name is upon it and it will not happen without you I say contracts is being signed and you the middleman of it it will not happen without you God has secured it in the spirit for you when that season comes I see two people that is part of has been part of your life has been part of your journey two businessmen has been part of your life part of your journey and they will be part too, will be part of the next project, the next thing that God, that God will do. You will not be able to do it alone. You'll, you'll need, it'll, it's a group of people that have to be part of the size or the magnitude of this thing that God is preparing. But I'm praying for you for a, the spirit of, a spirit of discernment that you'll discern right. Because, because up until now, you've sometimes you've picked the wrong people and you have to learn you know, who to trust, and it's not, listen to this, not always the Christians. Some of the Christians were the worst ones. You have to learn to trust God and ask Him, Lord, who do I need to be connected to and who not? Now, she's got a very strong spirit of discernment, very strong, but you can be very critical as well, and because of things that happened in the past, and the Lord is coming and healing your heart, 
because of relationships, because of people that have done your husband wrong in the past. God, God, wants, to, God wants to sharpen that gift again so you can turn and it's not influenced by a critical or a negative spirit. So you have clarity in what needs to be done in the future. Okay? See a relationship with friends, friends that you've, that you've known years ago, and the relationship, they moved or you lost contact, and God is bringing that friendship up again and restoring that relationship, that friendship with you. And it will be a vital part of what God is going to do in the future, where He's taking you, that friendship of the past with this couple. You'll know when it comes up, you'll know you'll be reminded of this at this moment. You need to know that right now, you are exactly where God needs you to be. You need to understand that. Exactly, exactly positioned where you need to be for this season. Okay? You need peace. Peace. I pray that God will bring the peace back because there's this, this eagerness and this rush, this thing inside you. We think we just need to go and just peace, peace, peace. Just rest. Just be calm because it's not there yet. The time will come, but it's not right now. Are you prepared? And this is very important for all of you to understand that God prepares us way in advance for things that's about to happen. He's preparing us. But because He's showing it as sometimes we want to run ahead of it and we want to do it right away because we think we're going to miss it. No. He's preparing your spirit so that those things can come into fulfillment or it can happen. Okay. Amen. Bless you. <coughs> What's your name? Sorry? My name's Terrence. Terrence. And what do you do for a living? I have three jobs. Um, Army Reserve. I need to... You are? I'm area director for a prison ministry doing crusades. Can you just start from the beginning? What did you say you are? The Army Reserve Officer. Uh, Army Reserve Officer. And okay. I teach, I teach abstinence from okay. Okay. Now, what I see in the future is I see you sending cars. I see a big, I see vehicles, and I see it moves out of your life fast. I see uh, vehicles that comes in and out of your life the whole time, and God blesses you so that there's no doubt about it that in the future, the time will come. You'll, somehow you'll be connected to that cars, and you're going to be very prosperous and very wealthy in it very wealthy in what God's going to bless that and will not take a lot of time or effort for you, but it will provide a source of income, very stable source of income and very wealthy. It'll accelerate and it'll be quickly. It'll happen quickly and it will bring tremendous wealth in your life very quickly. But I want to say to you, you knew since the moment that you were born, you knew that you were created to have great wealth. You knew it. It's not something that's unknown to you. You're unsure. You know that you will do something extraordinary, definitely. But I want to say to you, you have to remember God through the whole journey. There's so many blessings that is coming, and part of that, yes, God is blessing you, but the enemy is trying to put things in there to lure you off, to change the direction of your life, to make money and cars and watches and, and beautiful things more important to you. Now, you need to know God wants you to have all those things. In your lifetime, you'll own multiple homes. I see three homes that you'll own at the same time. Three different locations in your lifetime. Own three properties, three homes, paid off, debt-free in your lifetime. You'll have that. But it will never be more important than God. Never. It will not play a role in your life. God is raising you up. God's making you a pillar financially, but also spiritually in people's lives. Raising you up to be a pillar for people to, to, to lean on you and you will speak a word into their lives the right time, the right moment and it will change their lives, it will change them you've got so much spiritual authority that's upon you and upon your, and upon your mouth and when you speak 
it'll change. In, in the, the season, the moment will change as you speak, as you, as you say it. Now, there's a lot of younger people, not youth, I'm talking about late 20s and mid 30s, uh, people that has callings and has destinies upon their life, but they're not walking, they're wasting, they're wasting their lives. God's going to use you to call them back or to activate them to do or to step into what God has called them for. Many people who started off their life in a relationship with God, but somehow they got moved into other things. And they're starting to miss God's plan. God will use you to call them back to that. Do you have a brother? How many? How? Just one brother. Okay. I see your brother in your life or a brother, and I see that in the future you'll do something together. And God will use you together in the same thing. How old is your brother? Okay. A time and season will come where God will use you together. Is he here? Where is he? Come, can you come stand here or not? That's <laughs> oh, fine. I can see you. Okay. There'll come a time in a season, and I see in business, the two of you will be working together. We'll doing the same thing. God's going to put you together now. Yes, any brothers have difficulties and have things they don't agree on, but for a season, God will put you together and you will work together as one and you will help. You are called to activate or to impart into people's lives, but God's going to use you to play a tremendous role in His life. Tremendous role. You know, you are completely the opposites. Completely. The way it seems like different parents raised you. Completely different how you thinking, how you do things. But God has placed you as brothers together for a reason. As, as, there's, a, there's a love or a connection between the two of you that God has placed there. And you, are, you have to honor that. You have to honor. Sometimes the most difficult thing is to work with family. But you're going to be prosperous. You're going to be well. I see this thing that I'm talking about, cars. I see the two of you together in it, a season for you. And I see he's going to stay in it and you're going to move into a different venture. You're going to help him to start it up to run it and to move it forward. The favor of God is upon you to start things. And then you'll move into different and something else. And I see several times in your life, in your life, that you'll be part of small businesses that will start up just for seasons. You'll go into it, you'll start it up, and it'll run, it'll be successful, you'll put systems into place and you'll move on. And you'll go on. And God's going to use you in several people's lives to help them to get on their feet and to move forward and to run. For so much wisdom upon you. And it's godly wisdom that the Lord has placed there inside you. I see people speaking or asking you for advice. And as they ask you, it's things that you don't, you don't know anything about. But at that moment when they ask you, immediately the right answer comes up. in exactly what they need to do. And it's, it's a gift that God has given you to see into situations. Things you don't know anything about. You can speak about anything. At that moment, the wisdom will be there to give you the answers for those things. Okay? Amen. Bless you. Would I ask you to please be here tonight at 6, not at 7. At 6 p.m. to be here, but also please to be here every... Are you going to be here tonight? Are you going to be here tonight? Not. Okay. You sure? Monday night? Okay. I'm going to speak to you just after the meeting. I'll wait for you here. I just want to share something with you after the meeting now. Okay. But please be here. Be expectant for what God's going to do. Okay. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.